What's up, you guys? Hi, guys. We're back. What's been going on, V? Not much, honestly. We celebrated a friend's one year this week in business, or this weekend, actually. Um, and that's honestly about it. How about you? Pretty much the same. I celebrated two years in the showroom, but um, I'm getting a little bit confused with <laughs> all the milestones that I've been celebrating lately um, and did a, a fun pop-up down in Southside, but that is pretty much it. Just staying busy. But speaking of milestones, we are celebrating our first guest on the podcast. What better way to start season two? I cannot wait. This conversation seriously lights me up. Like I was getting chills throughout the conversation. I was just like, I mean, you can just tell when we get excited about a topic because we cannot shut up. So basically this whole time, I mean, there was not one bit of silence. We were just like going and going this full, I mean, it's an hour long episode, um, talking all things, health, nutrition, wellness, lifestyle, hormones, food, um, food and healing and in the way that it peanuts, helps. <laughs> lots <laughs> of peanuts. Here she is again, people <laughs> just wait until you listen to this episode and the random <laughs> times Veronica will bring up peanuts just in the middle of conversation, peanuts, my peanuts. I have peanuts on my brain. What can I say? Peanuts on the brain, <laughs> which by the way, if you, if you remember, that is what she cheated on the juice cleanse with peanuts. That's what started the conversation and that's what brought up peanuts again. So without further ado, here's the episode. Welcome back, guys. We have an exciting episode for you today. We finally have our first guest. Welcome, Corinne Brown. She is going to be recording with us here. Uh, we also had some mic issues <laughs> getting started today, but we're getting really excited for this episode. Are you guys shocked now that we've had, you know, nine episodes now where we continuously have mic issues? <laughs> <laughs> All nine episodes so far. Every episode. <laughs> but this is officially season two now, and we are going to get in the rhythm of having a guest on and then breaking up for an episode of just me and Veronica and then back to another guest. And we're going to bring some very relevant topics to you guys. And we're really excited. So, Corinne, welcome. <laughs> I feel so honored to be your first guest, too. <laughs> we are so excited to have you. I feel like we have just been connecting through Instagram, and then you have modeled for me for a couple of different photo shoots for Posh. That's so much fun. And we just get talking, and we're talking about all the things, nutrition, fitness, hormones, and food, and just all these different things that I feel like are so relevant to like our age group right now, and oh women gosh. in general, and I feel like our listeners and followers are definitely going to be able to take a lot away from this conversation. So we're awesome. really excited to have you. Um, do you want to just tell a little bit about yourself and what you do? Um, you are, just to give you guys a little brief intro, Corinne is a lifestyle and fitness coach. She has an online training business where she teaches you all things nutrition, health, wellness, um, fitness, doing workouts, things like that. And um, yeah, I'll let you take the floor. Yeah. So hello everyone. Uh, like you said, my name's Corinne Brown and I am certified in nutrition and personal training. I own my own online training business. It's called CB Fit, which is, it stands for Commit to Be Fit and my name, obviously. So <laughs> I love it. Two for one. self-centered there. But <laughs> no, we love it. Yeah. And um, I... I've been in the fitness industry since I was a teenager, but I just started my business, went on my own about a year ago, a little over a year ago. So it's been a great transition. Of course, starting a business in COVID, I was not scared. ideal, no, <laughs> but it's all online. So it worked out in my favor and I love it. It's awesome. I get to help women, some men, some men will come to me, but mostly women. Um, around the ages of 20 to in their late 50s. Uh, and then um, I'm, I'm more so a, like you said, lifestyle coach. So I'm going to teach you how to bring this 
make this a part of your life, not necessarily the physique aspect of getting a six pack and a huge butt. That's not <laughs> right. Not the quick fixes that I feel like everybody, especially on Instagram is after like you're into more right. of lifestyle and that's the conversations that we have gotten into kind of switching the mindset and like the quote unquote, like make it a lifestyle change. But like, that is the reality of it. Like it can't just be a quick fix diet. You're not going to get results that way. It's not going to be healthy for your body in the long term and exactly. like I'm and sure I, we'll I've done the that. quick fixes and I can tell you that they don't work I was a yo-yo dieter since after I used to compete in bodybuilding shows whenever I was in my late teens which in one way it was great because it gave me my confidence back whenever I was young I was never like that skinny girl I was always a little on the chunkier side taller than everyone else and really insecure and when I started doing those shows that's when my confidence did definitely come more to light, but that also came with a lot of disordered eating patterns because it was the most restrictive diet I've ever been on in my life. Like when I tell you I was not allowed anything other than, you know, the typical chicken, rice, and vegetables for almost every meal. Um, and you know, the sweet potatoes, no sugar, plain, no salt, no sugar, no fats, lots of water my head is spinning I don't know how anybody does that I truthfully don't it's crazy and I would do it for like 20 weeks at a time and it was just to the point where I became food obsessed I'd walk into just a gas station and see chocolate and be like oh my gosh my next cheat meal I'm gonna have all that all day like just obsessed with like binge eating exactly Mm -hmm. and that's what I developed I completely developed a binge eating disorder which then when I went to college, I wasn't doing shows anymore. I stopped doing them, but those disordered eating patterns followed with me to college. And I only, I didn't gain just the freshman 15. It was more like the freshman 30, like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I gained so much weight. And I was living my life though. It was fun. I was happy to not be just always, you know, the strict going to the gym, no social life and eating plain foods. It was miserable. So going to college, developing, bringing those eating patterns with me, it was a struggle. And I was kind of just like, one day I looked in the mirror and was like, you got to do something about this because this isn't you anymore. You're just not happy anymore. Um, So at that point, that's whenever I just kind of dialed back and try to teach myself balance of just being a normal college student, having fun, but still wanting to feel healthy again. Right. I feel like sometimes people just focus mainly on like, you know, those Instagram models that they see online and like not so much what they personally are happy in. And I know I've struggled with that. I feel like every girl in their late teens, early 20s kind of like has to focus their lives on something else and not just like. Right. The self-comparison is so real, like especially just on social media, you see these gorgeous women with huge boobs, a huge butt, tiny waist, and you're just like, yeah, that's what I want to look like. How do I get there in eight weeks? Right, right. (laughs) And and it's unattainable for some body types. Like you just physically, you're not made to look that certain way. And as much as you can, you know, be on Instagram selling your programs and not, I'm not saying you do this, but I'm saying like, I've seen a lot of people that will, you know, promise you the Brazilian butt lift with the, all these workouts and like, you know, all these different things and try and get you to that hourglass. Literally they're programs called like hourglass figure and it's like sometimes some people are just not made for that body me like I'm you just not. won't get there <laughs> neither yeah. am i like my hips aren't you know how they the big thing right now i've seen in the trend is like how to get your hip dips away that's normal to have like your bone stick out mm-hmm. near your hip and people right. are trying to say that you can do exercises to shave that it's not possible Mm-mm. and it's like you said if the genetic part is not in your favor I mean, I'm sorry. I'm born like my dad. I gain weight in my midsection. I really don't have a butt unless I work at it. Same. Skinny legs (laughs) and I gain weight in my stomach and in my back. And that's how I've always Mm -hmm. been. My mom, on the other hand, she was lucky and she's the one that had the butt and the small waist and no body fat up top. But that's just not me. So it's not something that you're able to compare yourself to Kim Kardashian. I love her, but it's like, I can't look And that's also all surgery. Like you can't, she works out probably every single day, three times a day, but like a lot of it has to do with surgery. And like, not everybody wants to get a Brazilian butt lift or like a tummy tuck every however many years. And I heard that trend is fading anyways. And Mm -hmm. what's actually 
when I was listening to some podcasts, they were saying what's going to be more in is the really skinny girl, like the no boobs, the no butt. Back to 1999. Peace out. But that is the like mental trauma that is put on females in particular. I mean, men too, but I think females more with, with trends. But it's like, oh, there's a trend coming where you have to be really skinny. All right, better get to work. Like that's in the back of people's minds. And like you see that on Instagram, you see and you fall into that comparison trap and you want to be this certain figure. And, and just like we were saying, like sometimes it's just not going to happen for your body. And then what? Oh, you're not trendy. Your body isn't trendy, quote unquote. So then what? Or you're not like physically attractive to some people anymore. Like it's just not. Right. But that's not even true. Right. Like, but that's what they're that's what everybody's putting out there is that that's not the physical attraction that's that should be in everybody's eyes right. at that point in time. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, you know, whenever you're going on social media and that's all you see, you do have to remember that all of these or most of these photos are number 1 filtered and number mm-hmm. 2 they can shape your body like anything using an app. It's right. so easy. You can make your waist look tiny in two seconds. And there's young girls out there that are looking at this like, why can't I look like that? And they're starving themselves mm-hmm. because of this. And they're just, they're never going to develop just the sense of like, I am confident within myself and who I am and self-acceptance. That's not a thing anymore. And it's really sad the way that it's turning into with social media. You're so right. And I feel like we've talked about this on previous episodes, but social media to me, or at least the accounts that I'm following has changed. It shifted a little bit more into influencers posting stretch marks, posting like, like tummy rolls and and things like that. I love it too. I love following people that look like me that I can say, okay, I can compare myself to you, but it's going to be in a more realistic way. And then it just feels more relatable. You feel like more accepting of your own body in that way. And like, I just did a swimsuit try on, on Posh's feet. Was I prepared for it? Did I like work out five times a a week to prepare for it? No, I was just living my life. I show up. (laughs) But you you don't have to do that stuff. Like that's the real you. That's right. And what real people are going to look like in these bathing suits. You're not going to look like the Victoria's Secret models, which right. they took the angels out. Did you know that? No. They're Wait, not going to be doing like the runway, the Victoria's Secret fashion show and on Sports Illustrated right now. The runway was girls of all shapes. Wait, and I saw like that. Mom. Was like, it was amazing. Shit, this is awesome. Well, I know it's back amazing. a couple years ago with um, Victoria's Secret, they like, I don't know, there was a comment made about somebody and I don't remember what exactly it was but it was like a controversial topic and they like pulled the show because somebody it was like somebody that was walking either just had a baby or I don't know it was like plus size or something and they didn't want a plus size model or they asked Maybe why it, was. it wasn't a plus size model I don't know but I just remember they like pulled the show real quick really controversial yeah see so that I love I saw the Sports Illustrated it was a fashion show right yeah I saw that too I was like Thank God. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, why was this not always the case? Right. Like Because models, like, back whenever you watched America's top, Next Top Model, they were always, like, 90 pounds soaking wet and then had no boobs, no right. butt. But, like, why was that ever the case? Like, do you ever think about that? Like, I get that that's the way it was. I mean, for, you know, I can have my own opinion about it, but... History needs to change. Why <laughs> was it that way? Like, it clothes don't necessarily look better on this thinner body. Right. So it and, just doesn't make sense to me. And even just going back to, like, America's Top Model, like, Tyra, she was saying, I'm the first one with hips and a big butt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that just kind of evolved into what it's become today. Right. Which is awesome. I remember watching that TV show and, like, they would tear apart those girls. Like, yeah. give them haircuts that they thought they should have. Like, I remember the one she like completely made her shave her head bawling their yes. eyes out like I could I was like that's that. traumatic <laughs> it is traumatic and like I get it to an extent like they have you know a business to run to and like they have this certain or reality look. tv too yeah they wanted to keep it interesting but yeah no it, it is traumatizing and I feel like trying to keep up with any of the trends and like trying to fit anybody's idea of like what you should look like is gonna be just right you know you're never gonna get out of that cycle no and I think just for the younger generation, our generation, you just have to think of it as like, you know, this is what I was born with. This is my body. And how am I going to make it the healthiest? Because when you're healthy, that's going to show from the outside too. And even if you are a little bit on the heavier side, that's your genetics. And it can be really hard for girls to just accept that. 
I think, but you have to look at it as, am I happy and fulfilled on the inside? And then that is going to portray out. And that can sound woo woo at times because I'll look in the mirror sometimes and be like, ugh, I feel disgusting today, Mm -hmm. but that's normal. Mm -hmm, That's not anything of like, you know, I'm going into the bathroom and going to go try to throw up my food or eat a cube of cheese. That's where that, that can be a very thin line for someone. Yeah, I agree. So in, I had my own question. I know we had like a couple things written, written down, but I just thought of this this morning. Go for it. I love this. In a mostly, I know like more females are getting like into like the full blown like fitness world, but I feel like it still is kind of like male dominated in that. Like, how do you try to like stand out? Honestly, it's changing a little bit because I do understand what you mean about it being more male dominated, but through social media, what I have seen that guys that are trying to become coaches right now, they're struggling because they don't have the booty pics or the big boobs. And they're struggling with that because it's like they have to really provide enough value and enough people to relate to them to really understand. And I think the guys that are a little bit on the thinner side and, you know, have amazing transformation pictures, that's how they're going to blow up. Um, But for women trying to stand out in this industry, it's just being authentically you and you can't compare yourself to anyone else because even though you guys are the same type of competition, like there are a ton of lifestyle coaches out there, but they're all different in their own way and people are going to relate to you. And if you're showing your true authentic self and you're not just sharing how they call with Instagram, like the highlight reel, cause that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. If you're showing the bad too, People are going to relate to that and realize like, okay, you're a normal person too. And you have struggles, even though, you know, you look great and I'm following you for your advice. I know that it's okay not to be okay sometimes. And that's normal. I like that. Thanks. I love it. Um, So let's kind of transition into talking more about nutrition. So we kind of had a conversation prior to the podcast Mm -hmm. on like fad dieting, dieting in general, diet culture, all those things and like trendy nutrition. Um, so I kind of wanted to pick your brain. Um, I know in our first conversation, I kind of told you that I started doing gluten-free, dairy-free and like low sugar and just kind of watching all around, like being more mindful of what I'm eating and like still being able to, I, I don't even want to say like cheat on it, but it's <laughs> like, cause I know we hate that word, but doing things that just make sense in that moment for my body. So that is something I kind of want to pick your brain on because I remember we were doing a photo shoot and I mentioned like, yeah, I'm gluten-free, dairy-free. And you were like, why are you gluten-free, dairy-free? Like, you, you <laughs> asked like, me right why? back. You're like, what is the reason, though? Like, did somebody tell you to do that? Did you just, like, see it on Instagram? Like, I could kind of, like, see your wheels turning, and I'm like, you know, why am I gluten-free, dairy-free? But, um, you know, we'll get into this more in-depth in a, in a future episode, but I was, like, half-diagnosed with PCOS about a year ago, and ever since then, I completely did, like, a 180 and just, like, really took inventory of, like, what I was putting into my body and, like, what I was doing for my mental health, my physical health, all of the things. Um, so I kind of wanted to pick your brain on like what you think about fads like that and, and how they become so popular and just, just your opinion in general. Yeah, absolutely. Any of those fad diets are going to work in the beginning because they're so extreme. So that's why people are seeing like the number fall right away that they're like, oh my gosh, this is working. Let me keep this up. But then biology sets in and our bodies are like, what the heck are you doing to me? Like, you know, I've lost some weight, which is mostly water weight in the beginning. I know you do some juice cleanses. I was listening to your podcast that you were doing the cleanses. Yes, love a good juice cleanse. (laughs) And well, I guess we can start with that. In my opinion, I would never do a juice cleanse again. I've done them before. I, I did I'm it. with you, sister. <laughs> I did it. I didn't even She's not doing it for all the reasons, Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I love food. I want food. And here's the thing. I'm Italian. I love food, too. Like, that's in my family. It's like, that's how we show love is literally just making food for each other. So I totally get that. But when I did the juice cleanse, this was a while, while back, years ago, I was just miserable and I didn't even lose any weight. And typically when you do lose weight from a juice cleanse, it's gonna be mostly water weight. The only benefit I will say that a juice cleanse can give you is just the fact that you're giving your digestive system a break from always digesting your food. Right. So in a way, people look at it as like a reset and some people just genuinely think like, this is how I need to start a diet. And if they're 
actually enjoying it and not just like looking at the clock like when is this over do it that was me (laughs) but yeah and if and if you're like you and me I I'm not going to do another one because I just think it's miserable and I didn't like it. Okay. So I will just say about the juice cleanse. The reason I like to do it is exactly like you said, for the reset, Mm -hmm. like for me, and it's not even like, oh, I'm going to start a diet on Monday. So I'll do juice cleanse Sunday. It's not like that for me. It's more that I will get out of control with like, I know we've talked about binge eating and I feel like I definitely have like struggled with that and I still do, but it'll get to a point where I'm just so like, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not mindful about what's going into my body. I will just like grab a handful of this here, grab a bite of this here. Like, oh, like let me, you know, pick it at whatever. And I'll just end up, yeah. And I'll end up like eating all day. And it's not even that I'm eating like unhealthy things. It's just the like quantity. It's just the fact that I'm doing it. I'm doing it constantly and I'm doing it emotionally. And I think that's where the juice cleanse is like a reset for me. It's like a a mental check-in more than anything else. So like, and and it's not something that I'm like dreading. Oh, like I, looking at the clock like when is this going to be over sometimes I mean towards the end <laughs> a little yeah, bit but I will say like it does it can teach part. you discipline too like right eating healthy is a discipline and right. it's just the fact of building those good habits that you don't have to necessarily think anymore you just do it and like exactly as humans we are going to take the lazy way out any day because that's just how we're like built that's how we survive our body wants to keep all of our energy in in case something bad were to happen so just to give you an example if we were sitting here and there was a thing of candy yeah we're gonna go right to it just because it's easy to get but if you put that all the way up in your cabinet you wouldn't really be getting it that much because you're getting up and you have to get the chair to go get the candy. Right. And then you have time to think about, do I really want this? Or is it just that it's in in sight and in plain reach? And I'm just like, I I'm going to grab at it because I can. Right. And I tell my clients like the five second rule. I say like, if you are catching yourself going to the pantry, just stop, count backwards to five. So you can actually think instead of emotionally and just right then and there, you have that time to think about it. And then you're like, close the door. I'm okay. Walk back to whatever you were doing. That's how I thought about the juice cleanse and my peanuts. <laughs> it was emotional is what she's saying. No, I, I thought about it for hours. <laughs> You you needed them. You needed them. I really wanted the peanuts. That's so funny. But I mean, that's just, that's the thing with the juice cleanse for me. And like, that's why I like it. Cause when I start feeling myself, like get a little bit out of control, then it's just a reset. And it's like, all right, let's, let's get back to business here because I usually am more mindful and and like, don't do it for the goal of weight loss. Oh my God. Never. I don't lose weight doing them (laughs) straight up. I just don't. I only do it one day too. I'm going to start a two day coming up this next week. I'm going to try a two day just because I want to keep, it's the discipline for me. So like, that's something that I want to just push myself, challenge myself and push it a little bit further. I know I can do the one day I've done several of them now. And like, I know that I don't need to cheat on it. And then it's like, it's just kind of pushing the limit. So it's like more mental than physical for sure. Absolutely. And like, even just the fact that you're getting in those good micronutrients that your body Mm. usually doesn't get from just day-to-day snacking or any type of food that you're having so there is a benefit to it in that way and you're not having the fiber so again it's giving your digestive system a break which it does need sometimes we don't need to be and especially just anyone that struggles with waking up in the middle of night and eating that is hurting you more than you know. Thank even. God I'm not a nighttime eater. Oh my God, I was. That, I really was. That can Midnight be bad. Because that, like, whenever you're waking up in the middle of the night and eating, you're disrupting what your body is trying to do whenever it's sleeping. So that's where a lot of waking can occur. See, it makes perfect sense when you, like, paint it that way. And I feel like these are things that you hear all the time, but you never, like, really go into depth about, like, the physiological like things that are happening in your body and thinking about it in that way has helped me tremendously this past year and I will be more mindful because I'm like okay gluten like let me do my research on it like what does it do to your body why are people stopping eating it and I've you know read the books listen to the ebooks listen to all the podcasts on this this sort of stuff and um, educating yourself and that's so important right people some people just don't even have time to do but it's still the fact that like you want to learn more about it right and I don't want to do anything for my body that I'm not educated on like I had done I was vegan for a couple months back in Mm. like 2016 17 um and I didn't do it the right way like I didn't do enough research I just you know I watched uh what was the documentary what the what the health I think it was called yeah that's on Netflix yeah (laughs) watch it on Netflix this is back I think in 2017 and I was like oh I'm, I'm not eating meat anymore the dairy like it makes perfect sense and like I don't like 
anything that I saw on that video. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be vegan. And I didn't do it in a way where I was like, okay, I still need to make sure I'm getting the proper protein, the proper carbs, the proper everything. I was just like, I'm going to do this because, because again, I enjoy that like mental challenge. Did you see the weight loss when you went vegan too? So I did see weight loss, but I was kind of just like losing muscle mass as well. Like I didn't have the energy at first to even work out when I was vegan. Like I just completely was kind of like I felt depleted um and then I would get kicks of like feeling really really good and like I would you know clothes would fit better I was less bloated those sorts of things but um again like for me I did it again for more of the the mental reasons but then I started to get like shaky and like you know I would I would feel like levels being depleted and like I, I wasn't getting the right nutrients so I didn't do it the right way so that's why now again back to like this being a lifestyle yeah I'm much more cautious of like any fad diet, quote unquote fad diet or anything like that um, just for my own health and like because it does affect you in the long run too and like we were talking about different diets. Um, I think your mom was on one recently. Exactly. Yeah. My mom did a carnivore diet and crazy. To give you a little bit of a <laughs> <What is> that? <laughs> Veronica's like, like what? Just, wait, like to give you a little bit of background on her, she suffered with stomach issues her entire life and her whole goal, I'm listening. <laughs> her entire goal, life goal is just to fix her gut. And she would do anything and anything and anything and everything to fix it. So she came across the carnivore diet after trying countless amounts of diets. She has something called SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Literally bacteria is growing in her intestines and sugar is something that really feeds off of that. So she was just thinking like, okay, anything with sugar, anything processed, got to take out. Well, it got to the point where everything was hurting her stomach, even vegetables, that she went to the carnivore diet. And her, like, I would just watch her take down anything animal-based. So, like, she could still have, like, milk, dairy, butter, like, as she's cooking with animal animal fat. Like, she would take out of the fridge... First off, she bought like half of a cow and it's all in our freezer. Oh my God. But the thing is half she, of a cow. Oh, you can buy like half cows, half pigs. Are you, you can buy a full me? cow if you wanted to. Where are you guys shopping? Uh, I don't, it's like a meat store. I don't know. I mean, it, the be, it is best whenever you are like the reason that that video that you watched, what the health is like scaring the heck out of you and you should go vegan is because of some of these farms that are like these animals are eating grains and what they're right, doing to right. the animals. It's just how they're treating them it's, too it's awful it's inhumane on how they're treating the animals but it's just like that doesn't mean you have to completely cut it out exactly if you just go to a farm that's grass-fed mm-hmm. beef it is way better now they will and i've done some i've researched some studies that they do still feed some of their cows grains with the grass but it's going to be way better than like you said they're not harming the animals they're not you know lying it's not in chemically treated like, yeah it's yeah. just but that's that's the biggest thing i feel like now too is you have to do your research and along with the gluten along with really any grains nowadays versus grains what they used to be like everything is shifting everything's different um that's that's, what i've honestly learned is like the grains are totally different me like i watched this one documentary it's called transcendence and that was the first thing that they touched on was Mm -hmm. the grain plant used to be six feet tall like a hefty plant and now it's three feet tall because they need to mass produce them. Yep. But that's, that's being, (laughs) being aware of those sorts of things. Like you can live in the dark. You can be blissfully unaware if you would like, and have these health problems because you're not taking care of your body. And even if you're quote unquote eating clean and fix it with a pill, you know what? But even if you're eating clean and you're eating like, you know, chicken breast, rice and broccoli, if, if you're not cautious of like, the quantities of those things and where those things are coming from, what those things are treated with, pesticides, all those things. Issues from that, right? (laughs) In that alone, and that's that's the thing that really like lit a fire under me this past year is just being more cautious of that sort of thing and like eating organic when you can, knowing like the difference between grass fed and you know just quote unquote regular chicken um, or in free range and just being educated on those things because a lot of the food industry is marketing, unfortunately, and people that aren't aware of it will fall victim to it every single time and then you go into the health system and then you're a victim to that as well. So it's like a never ending cycle. And people also don't want to do their own research whenever it comes to food too. They see it in the grocery store. They don't want to do their further research on where their meat's coming from or where their grains are coming from. 
they just want to be able to go pick it up and leave like right and they just exactly. wonder why they have all these issues right but and to an extent <laughs> to an extent i get it like you know we have enough to stress about in life but like the one thing that i'm going to be very cautious of is is taking care of my body and like my mental health That's like the most important. those are the important things right what am i putting into my body every single day right and back to the carnivore diet though her symptoms went away. So she was on cloud nine. She did this for six months. I was oh my God. even <laughs> on vacation, ate meat and water. Like, and she, I mean, she looked great. As long as she felt good. And she felt amazing. And then six month, the six month hit and she, all of her symptoms started coming back. And she was like, oh no, like we have a YouTube channel. She's telling people on there. Cause she's like, I want to be able to share like my story of all my stomach issues and how you can fix this just by solely eating meat. And she really thought she was going to be able to start a whole business throughout this. I was just going to ask, so how long did she think that she was going to be able to do this? Like, was she set out to be like, whatever will help, I will do it forever. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm curious with diets like that because... Like, you just don't know. Like, it's I feel cult. like a lot of those things. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cult. <laughs> a lot of those things, like, you don't know the long term as well. Like, even vegan, like, veganism has been around, I think, probably, I don't know if it's longer than carnivore. I, I don't oh, know. So, so long. I don't right. know, but it's just funny to, like, think about that kind of stuff because, and, like, we talk about the beauty industry, too, and all these, like, new procedures coming out and things like that. It's like, you don't know what that's going to do in the long run. Like, you exactly. only know the now because it's new, and it's like... Do you want to like risk your your own health and your long term health to test something like that out? Like I'm curious. Right. Like your mom did that, and like was she aw- like she was obviously aware of those things, but like she was kind of just in a place of like whatever is going to help. Right. And she was in these Facebook groups that like these people are like on ten years of doing this and they're fine. And so she's mm-hmm. thinking like I'm gonna be okay. Doctors are recommending this. Like this isn't mm-hmm. just you know someone just told her hey. Why don't you just eat meat for the rest of your life? Like these are actually doctors telling them. And I remember though, she was so nervous. Like when we were going to talk about on our YouTube channel that she's not carnivore anymore. She's like the carnivore community is gonna like be pissed about this. And like, they might say stuff if I like ever post anything in there. Isn't that wild? And it's like, like that that her health, but that her health, you know, her journey, like what she wants to eat in her body. She was nervous to post because what of what other people were going to think. Right. And like, okay, keto, we know that's really Mm -hmm. popular and that's a quote unquote fad diet that people are getting a lot and a lot of results from. You see these transformations of someone that is, you know, 400 pounds and they're down to 150 and it's because they took out carbs. Well, what we have to think about in the long run is like women, we have a lot more hormones than men. So we're affected by things a lot more. And carbs are something that our body needs. That's why it's put on this earth. There are different types of carbs that are going to be better. You're not going to eat a whole loaf of bread. Exactly. Wait, real quick. I don't mean to cut you off, but you just said that is why it was put on this earth. And that is like my philosophy on food and eating. And like, that's why like I was vegan for a while and why... I'm not scared to like eat animals, but like now at this point, but it's like what was put on this earth, like that is what you should be eating. Not the genetically modified grains that we were just talking about. Not the like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Even, even stuff like that. That's why veganism. What is beyond burger? Like what is that? Literally what is it? And when you look at the ingredients and it's like a bunch of these random things. It's all chemicals. But it's quote unquote (laughs) vegan. Then you think, oh, well I'm on this vegan diet. It should be healthy. But it's like. It's all chemicals. Like pick your poison. Right. Like you are either choosing this list of ingredients that you can't pronounce because there's no meat in it. Because it or says you it's eat, healthy. Or you eat something from the earth that was like provided to us. Right. Circle life. Right. <laughs> like it, it is a real thing. And I, I just love that you say that because I feel like that has been like my other shift and like things like, okay, I'm, I, I don't eat as much dairy, but I still need probiotics. So I'll still eat yogurt. Like there are things that you bend on. There are things that you, you said balance earlier. And I feel like that is just the key and finding whatever works for your body and, and testing that out. Like that is what you should be doing. Not what somebody else is doing next to you. And they don't have the same genetic makeup. They don't have the same, you know, digestive system. They don't have the same microbiome. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Microbiome. And whenever you are honestly listening though, to the leaders of, you know, just for example, for keto, a huge guy in the industry is named Thomas DeLowry. And I loved him in the beginning. Like my mom and I would watch his videos. I'm like, he is so, down to the science he's proving his point with things he would go over my head sometimes but it was just the fact that now as this has been going on for how many years that it's been a thing 
they are showing that these women are either gaining their weight back, they can't, they realize they can't keep it up because it's just not lifestyle. Like, are you telling me you're never gonna have a piece of pizza again? Like, it's just <laughs> what I draw the line. At but pizza. when you nope. you're, you're putting yourself through this, then you know we're gonna have hormonal changes. And but his name is so connected to keto that he's not going to go away from it because that's how right. he makes his money. Right. Even if he is not personally still doing it, incorporating the same diet. Exactly. We, that's what we were talking about the other day. And like, then you build a brand based on this certain diet that you're doing. And I think you had mentioned somebody else that like literally put like keto in their, in their name in their and bio. built, and built, build a business around it. And then it's like, okay, yeah, you're, you're telling everybody to eat this certain way. And behind closed doors we don't know what you're doing and i guarantee it's not going to be 100 percent keto the whole time back to you know comparing yourself on social media to like body image the same thing like you don't know what's going on behind closed doors so like posting their whole entire daily lifestyle right you just don't know and that's another thing like they're you can't just trust everything that's on the internet people are gonna lie i remember seeing this one girl that was uh doing shows and when when i tell you i was so unbelievably skinny six pack and this is like 18 years of age and I was the most unhealthy even whenever I was heavy I was still more unhealthy whenever I was that thin and these women that are coming on Instagram talking about how they are so disciplined and they are never felt more like never felt so amazing and it's just of the fact that you're lying like I know what that's doing to your body I know what that's doing to your hormones and it's going to tank them and then you're going to have to slowly build back up and it takes so much longer to build yourself up whenever you are ruined your metabolism is just shot Mm -hmm. your adrenals are shot your hormones are all over the place good luck going to a coach and saying I want to lose 20 pounds in two months when you have all of that on top of it. I love that you mentioned hormones because that's something Veronica and I talk about all the time too. And just like trying to number one, balance them. Like with all this health stuff, I got all these tests done about a year ago and realized that my hormones were crazy all over the place. Like cortisol through the roof was throwing off my thyroid and I'm stressing out about, you know, getting this PCOS diagnosis. So cortisol's cortisol's (laughs) up. And then I am like, uh, the cortisol being risen was rising my I'm like not using the right uh terminology here but rising my uh thyroid and like all of these things were getting thrown off by this cortisol and then um my one I went to like a functional medicine doctor he had mentioned like HPA axis and like all of these different things like things they that are all these chemically happening like in <laughs> right. your brain and in your body though but like based off of hormones and I'm like I don't even know where to begin here. So my now first thing was more stressed. right. And then I'm like, I, like now I have to stress out about what to eat. Like the first thing that I said that they said when I like sat down in her office about PCOS was, okay, you have, you might have PCOS. There was no like clear diagnosis. And then said, I was like, okay, well like, what does that mean? Okay. Well, it's lifelong. It can lead to infertility. It da, 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 da. Like all these the things like, you, like, I mean, you can Google it and find like the list of symptoms. And I was basically experiencing all of them. And I was like, okay, well, what's, what do you, what's the fix here? Like, don't you worry. Here it comes. I'm ready for the fix. What is it? Birth control. (laughs) What? I was like, I just got off of birth control because I was experiencing all these things. My hormones are so imbalanced already. And then you're just going to throw like a quick bandaid over top of it to be like. A synthetic hormone. Like, oh, okay, cool. I was on it for seven years and I just mm -hmm. got off of it. And same kind of thing. That's exactly what she said to me. Like, oh, you could possibly have PCOS. And it's like, okay, you get my blood work done. My um, testosterone levels were a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. And instead of being like, oh, you can fix this on your own, just kind of do a little bit of research. She said immediately, okay, we're going to put you back on birth control. And I was like, no. Right. And that's just the fact that that's how they make money. Right. right. It it sucks. I went to my gynecologist. I've never, I've never taken birth control and I can thank my mom for that because she was just like, my mom tried to tell me. (laughs) I wish my mom would have told me. I'm sorry, Tara. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but when I went, she was like, absolutely shocked and like almost seemed insulted that I was not on birth control. And she's like, Oh honey, we're writing this up for you right now. And I didn't even have a chance to be like, um, no, like, so I was just like, okay. And so I told my mom and I go home, she's like, you're not picking up that prescription. This is not happening. Like you're just not doing that. And I like thought like all of my friends are on it. Literally every single one of them. 
why, like, why shouldn't I be on this? Mm -hmm. And she was just like, you do not realize how much it is going to affect your body. She's like, if you get pregnant, it's a blessing at that point. I don't know. But she, she wasn't worried about that. She was just like, don't be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I taught you better than that. (laughs) And it was just like, if I probably took that now, you know, going into my marriage right now, we have not been, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say trying, but like people don't realize that it's not that easy to get pregnant. Yes. Those accidents happen, but more and more people are struggling to get pregnant. Right. And then you wonder why, you wonder why PCOS is so prevalent right now. And then you look at the foods that we're eating and how everything's genetically modified and and pumped with hormones. Right. and And it's no surprise to me. And I think that's why the doctors are just, let me just, okay, we know birth control works. So let's just throw this at you and like see what sticks. And I think they're being lazy in that way, to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely, you know, respect doctors to the highest extent, but it is to a point where with this PCOS stuff, like they are not as educated because it's a newer thing, but it's easy to just, you know, put a blanket over it and say, PCOS, you know, could be this, could be that. Figure and just, just put it out. Yeah. And they won't even do the testing to confirm or deny. It's not on any medical records still to this day. Well, and then also whenever you look at your doctor and you're like, well, what happens? Like, cause I mean, at my age, at your age, like mid twenties, late twenties, whatever. At that point, you're kind of like, oh, well, what happens whenever I do want to have a baby? Because that's like in your nearer future than it was like back Wait, when what you did were they on birth control. Oh, we'll give you a pill for that. Yep. To like Same thing here. That's exactly what they ovulation. said to me. They said, yeah. get on birth control until you're ready to get pregnant. And then we'll give you another pill that will help simulate you. ovulation. That's so like, like, yeah, we, it was insane. Natural. Nothing, no, is, nothing natural. is natural. That is what is so crazy about this whole thing. And I believe, don't get me wrong. Like you said, believe in science. Mm-hmm. I respect doctors to the utmost, whatever. But like whenever it's something that easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just is mind-blowing to me. Like, you can fix it with your food. You don't have to fix it with your birth control. Like, think about what you're putting into your body before. Right. Or tell me to do my own research. Right. And that's, when I sat down and she told me all of that, she was like, I asked the same question, you know, what am I going to do when I do want to get pregnant? Oh, there's a pill for that. Like, you know, just trying to calm me down, which I was like, you're stressing me out to the the highest right now. Like, I can't even believe you would say that. Like, I'm in tears at 23 years old. And that's too young. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I said, is there anything I can do in the meantime? Which is a question I don't think a lot of people ask at this point when a medical, somebody in the medical profession will say like, oh, there's just a pill for that. Nobody asks what you can do like on a daily basis. Are there any lifestyle changes I can make? She looked at me and said, well, you could try like going on a diet. And I was like, oh, okay. So what, <laughs> what does no that carbs? entail? And she literally <laughs> said, no carbs or low carbs. And I was like, okay. Meanwhile, she did not know what type of PCOS I have. I've come to know there are there four are, different types. Yeah. Um, she told me none of this. She just said, yeah, you can go on a diet. Like maybe losing weight would help. And I'm like, okay. And what they don't tell you is also whenever you are, you know, told you have PCOS, your like body weight is affected by that. Like right. working out or going on a quick diet isn't going to fix that like you struggle with losing weight you struggle with gaining weight really fast you struggle with all of that and they don't want to tell you that right and then they say like the easiest thing is just cut out carbs not even saying what kind of carbs like not saying okay but make sure you supplement with fiber if you're taking out carbs like know what a carb is right exactly and they either they think that we know or they are just not i mean being advocates for our health as much as they could they're not paid to do that and Mm -hmm. that's just kind of what it comes down to and when you do go to more of like a holistic doctor um just to give you an example my mom has gone to one just due to all of her stomach issues and when he gave her her results of all of her blood tests and showing all of the hormonal imbalances, like she literally has to be on thyroid medication for the rest of her life or she will die. Like it's to that severity. But when she went to a regular doctor, they told her, I don't know what's wrong with you. You have an eating disorder and you um, should probably get a prescription for anxiety and depression. Like that's what they told her when she was a part of a study. And it's just like, that literally gives me chills. Like it's so wrong. And like you said, I respect doctors so much. I could never do what they do. I couldn't, mm-hmm. but it's just the fact that I think just in our world, it's really skewed on how like 
we can really help people without them having to be on five different medications. Right. Like you don't have to be on a high cholesterol medication. You don't have to be on a high blood pressure medication. Even if you have anxiety and depression and things right. like that, like yeah. those are things lifestyle can help with. If you have type two diabetes, you don't need to be on insulin. Like right. you don't need to be on insulin. Like you should change your diet to you where you easily eat in that way. You can help your right. adjust your hormones. You can help. I mean, obviously there are extremes to any of those scenarios. Exactly. But exactly. Like, but talking about just the general. not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just general, like because like, obviously you die if you didn't take like your medication that you like were told to take. But right. But I think it's just pe- doctors are using it as a band aid and people are are accepting it as the band-aid. Yes. They, they want a quick fix just as much as the doctors want to be able to fix you real quick. And here's the issue too, though. When they say go on a diet or go work out, they're thinking, okay, I have to do this for two months and that'll change me. Mm-hmm. No, this is now right. going to be your life. This is your right. lifestyle. And the word lifestyle scares people to death. Like that is one thing that they're like, they can't wrap their brain around because they've built all of these bad habits. They've slowly gained weight for how many years do you think, I don't know, even three months is going to get you to where you were back in high school? Absolutely not. You're totally different. And that comes with age too. Right. Even with age. Yes, our metabolism does slow down. That's not a myth. It's All true. the hormones change. All our hormones change. We stop producing. You get 20 years old and it all goes downhill. <laughs> it seriously does swear. Right. So it's just learning that you know, we need to be able to nourish our bodies with healthy foods because it's not only going to make us look good, you're going to feel so much better. You're going, your health is going to just change from even the beauty industry, like we were talking about, that comes with like with health, it comes with your skin. It comes with right. your hair. One hundred percent of things that like they want that too, and it's just a simple fix of just starting to slowly incorporate the good foods and not take it to an extreme level of I am never gonna have sugar again. I am never gonna have carbs again because that's when it's not going to be possible to maintain. Exactly, and I would just say like one quick. I don't want to say fix again. <laughs> One quick tip that I heard on a different podcast. Um, it was the, I forget his name, but it was the author of Eat Smart. And that was yeah. one of the audiobooks that I, I listened to. And he talks all about the grains and fibers and the microbiome, all the stuff. He's really great. I don't remember his name, but he's great. Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember, but I listened to a podcast that he was on and this podcast was mostly about like mindset, but he came on to talk about like nutrition and and how that kind of plays a role too. But his one thing was like, if you want to make a shift just to make it simple, start with one healthy meal first thing in the morning. He said, just start it first thing. Maybe it's a protein smoothie. Maybe it's, you know, just a really like nourishing, healthy breakfast that you make for yourself, but try not to have it be something that you eat out and try and make sure you're incorporating all the different food groups in it, the carbs, the fiber, you know, you the fats and the protein. Um, but making sure it's organic if you can and grass fed if you can and all these different things and just making sure that you're doing that first meal of the day. And then it kind of like sets a precedent for the rest of the day. And you're like, wow, you see how good you feel just from that one meal and then you keep it going. Because what happens is, well, he's 100% right because what happens is whenever you are putting those healthy foods into your body, what cravings are is literally just the fact that your body is asking for nutrition. But in our head, we're going for the ice cream or the French fries because we think that's going to fix our craving. Well, our body's going to be like, this isn't what I wanted. I'm still hungry. I need the nutrition. So when you are starting with a healthy meal in the beginning of the day, that is going to set the president. And it's also going to help your body not crave those bad foods. And you want to keep that going. Right. And I actually did some research on this when I started the whole PCOS health journey. Um, Cause I would get really intense cravings for sweets, like crazy. <laughs> and I would get dark chocolate peanuts, which I put Veronica on too. Now I saw they're them in my cover. <laughs> I did see them just so you know, I know that they're here in this house. Um, but it's I like so good. <laughs> would just re- back to what we were saying earlier. Like if they're in plain sight, like I'm reaching for them, I would keep them like above my microwave. And now why like, do you think they're, they're in my cabinet? cabinet? Right. <laughs> why do you think I, they're in the I cabinet? I called you out for it the one day I was here. Cause you were keeping snacks like right there and i'm like girl you got to put those away i don't want to look at them out of mind exactly they were on the counter last night and i was like these are going up here (laughs) nobody can see these so funny but i was getting these like really intense like sweet cravings Mm -hmm. and i like dug in and did some research and a lot of people were saying if you're craving sweets like 
have it earlier in the day so you're not like it's not something you're looking forward to your body is like you're mentally like wanting this thing all day and you're like okay i'm gonna give myself a treat at the end of the day like you're a dog like you're it's a reward right yeah i do that all the time though like not as like a reward but i will like hold off until the very last minute until it drives me crazy and i'm like i just need it like (laughs) it's almost because in your head you're making that as that bad food and like whenever and this is me with any of those diets when i couldn't have something i'd want it 10 times more right and that's kind of what same thing with the juice though. cleanse and veronica with the peanuts that's <laughs> right. probably what was going on there uh-huh. and it's just the emotional side of it like we react on our emotions and if we have a bad day it's like what's going to make me feel better going yes. for whatever's in yes. the fridge that's sweet salty savory that's the hardest like that. part of the lifestyle shift is to yes. realize that like when you're binging out on those things and like this was me to a T like uh, chubby Sunday was a thing chubby Sunday seriously in college <laughs> chubby Sunday we would like <laughs> eat clean and you said the same thing you yes. were like eat like birds Monday through Friday Saturday hits like or I'm sorry <laughs> sometimes they started early but <laughs> <laughs> Sunday hits and it's like we're going to Taco Bell for breakfast we're going to McDonald's for lunch and then we're just gonna like eat everything in the pantry sweet wise for dinner did the same like exact it's crazy thing. but you you restrict yourself so much and then you just totally binge out and i feel like that's that same cycle that we were both in with the, yep. the binge eating and then the guilt that you feel after yeah and then monday like, you're well, like you feel oh so sick right exactly you feel awful and then the next day you know you're holding all this water weight you're puffy my face was my gosh out to here like I yes have chubby same cheeks, and it was like <laughs> you do not <laughs> No, but I totally get that. And then, and then we were talking about this the other day too. Then Monday hits and you're like, all right, I'll be in the gym for five hours because I want to like work off yesterday. Cardio. And, and we talked about this too, like the consistency over like really exerting yourself for like maybe one or two days a week and doing those like really intense workouts. You're in the gym for two hours versus just taking like a 30 minute walk every single day and having it be that consistency. And those are the things that are going to change your lifestyle. And it's something so easy that you're going to start enjoying when you start doing it. And people just think that it has to be extreme. There's so many women that have come to me and they expect me to be like, you can't have this, 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 and you have to run two miles Because that's what they're used to. And that's what like they want in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then they realize like, oh, it's crash and burn. I can't do this anymore. Right, exactly. And then we got to reverse because that's how you're damn your metabolism there's so many women that aren't eating enough that just to give you an example like say someone comes to me and they're only eating 1200 calories a day how am i supposed to bring put you into a calorie deficit because that's pretty much how in the scientific world how you're going to lose weight is being in a calorie deficit well if someone came to me and they're eating 1200 calories for two months that's your maintenance calories now. Your body got used to that because your body is can adapt to anything, good or bad. If you're an alcoholic and you're going to adapt to drinking every day, it's just the same with food. So whenever you are at 1,200 calories, I can't take any more calories away from you or you're going to be eating less than a child is. So then you have to build the calories back up and build their metabolism back up. And then they're like, Uh, no, I'm not going to do that because they think they're going to gain weight. But Mm -hmm. there are ways that you can do it slowly that they're not going to gain weight, get them up to maybe, I don't know, 1800 calories, then scale back. And that's how you get the faster weight loss. But you have to be in good health. Your metabolism has to be at a healthy rate because if it's not, you're going to stay there the entire time. And that's why women don't don't know like why they can't lose weight. Right. I have a question about the calories because for me, like that's never something I was very focused on. Like I was always, even when I was tracking and I like went crazy, like PCOS journey at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, everything in my cabinet that's not organic is going in the trash. Anything that is sweet and like delicious is going in the trash. And I was like, I will be on the strictest diet ever. I'm going to get my, you know, I have my Fitbit on. I'm going to like be tracking everything that I put into my body. And I stress myself out to like the highest extent with that. It's going to be perfect. Right. And then I relaxed on it and like finally found what's working. And like I, I adjust it every single day, but I just I'm curious about the calorie thing because I know, you know, obviously to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. Like I get that science wise and like, that's just like the the formula. That's just what makes sense. But is that something that you're really strict on with your clients or is it more so like, like, 
depends on the person. Like okay. I'm, I'm all about customization. I'm not going to give you like a cookie cutter plan. So, and they come to me, I first like ask them like, really, what are you having? Like, what are your favorite mm-hmm. foods? What do you normally eat? Tell me the bad foods too. I need to know this. I'm not right. going to judge you. And <laughs> the then, chocolate covered peanuts. <laughs> and Bring them out of the cabinet. <laughs> Show me your cabinet right now. I need to see it. <laughs> You should do house calls. No, you should make them do FaceTime and be like, all right, show me your cabinet. Now show me behind that, the spices or your hiding stuff. (laughs) Don't open my freezer because there's a couple in there. Oh, I love ice cream. But it's just like doing at that point, it's like, and then what are their goals? If someone is just like, I have no idea what the heck to do. I put them through like what I call is just learning the foundations of just building healthy habits. Once they're getting to the point of like, they've lost a good bit of weight, just eating healthy three square meals a day, maybe a couple snacks here and there, making sure that they're working out, just building those habits. Then I think that they are ready to use what I call like weight loss tools. There's different ones. Macros is one. Intermittent fasting is one. Carb cycling. There's so many different ones. They all work, but they're not lifestyle. So it's just implementing that realizing that this is only going to be for a short period of time to get you to your goal and then going back to the foundation. So they always have that to go back on. I love that. That is, it's so important. And like, I mean, I'm on Instagram all the time and I'm seeing all these different like nutritionists pushing these different things and it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming for for sure. And, but I love that it's customized like that and and that it's not so strict where it's like, okay, here's what works. We have to get you in a calorie deficit and (laughs) da da da. You have to eat like bland foods and, and all of that. And it's just so nice to be able to like still eat the same foods and just like kind of do it more gradually versus like, okay, tomorrow throw everything out that is not on this list. Automatic 1200 calories starting tomorrow. Like, and like my fitness pal, it's going to, you know, calculate your stuff. And then it tells you you're only allowed to have that many. Right. And then it's like, you're over for today. And it's like, well, shit, (laughs) I still haven't eaten dinner. Yeah. (laughs) And then you're like, well, what do I do? Should I go for a walk and like burn more calories? And it becomes addicting yep. the same way you know any anything else is it Even becomes like it's another disorder watch, like it is. it is like if you're like oh well i'm going out i'm having drinks and we're going to go get tacos so i better do two workouts today because i'm going to burn maybe 600 mm-hmm. calories and that will be for my food later it don't that like is that. way more common than like people that. realize though like that is genuinely like i i struggle with that like constantly honestly if i don't cl- if i don't get at least ten thousand steps a day i'm like all right gotta go for another walk i don't care what time it is 2 a.m if i if i get home you know at midnight i'll be like all right put the shoes on i have to close out the the and, rings get the steps and this is what you have to think also how long have you been doing that your body probably adapted to mm-hmm. it so it's like always changing up those little things when it comes to exercise it's just like hair care you have to change up your hair routine you too like you just gotta your body gets used to it it's not gonna do exactly what Very you want it to true. do anymore you have to switch it up it's not Keep it on the correlate though. Like it literally, when it comes to just health and fitness, that can be towards hair. It could be towards the beauty industry, fashion. Like everything really does come full circle at the end of the day if you are balanced with it. It does. I love that. And I feel like the most important part about all of this is like keeping your mental health in check. And like going, like going on those, making sure I close out the 10K, it's not for physical. It's for mental. It's like, I just want to know that I did that thing. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? It's like Makes more you feel better. Exactly. And then we talk about like body positivity, self-confidence, being able to say, I, I closed out my day. I did exactly what was on my list for today. Oh, checking and off I'm good. <laughs> it's so, it's amazing. And it's one of those like subconscious things where it's like 10K. That's like one of my subconscious little checklists. You feel like unfulfilled whenever you don't make right. it. So it's like, and then the next day you're like, you sleep better. Right. <laughs> right. And then the next day, like you can, you can decide in that moment, like, do I want to go for this walk at midnight or do I want to start tomorrow and know that I didn't accomplish my goals from today? And knowing that it's okay not beating yourself up. That right. is something exactly. that's huge. I'm a part of this eight week summer challenge right now. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to be honest and share the good and the bad because I know I'm not going to be perfect on this. If it was the old me and I wasn't perfect, I'd just quit and be done. Right. And you wouldn't share it. Which right. I think is huge. And exactly. I think that's, I mean, we appreciate my peanuts. <laughs> You're making me hungry for peanuts. Now, just appre- I said, we appreciate my peanuts. <laughs> Veronica's like killer with the like one liners that just kind of don't make sense. But they keep coming back into it and I like it. <laughs> the just peanuts keep going anytime back. There's, I- a, there's a silent pause. My peanuts. <laughs> 
serious conversation. Oh my god. <laughs> my peanuts? About my peanuts. <laughs> I love how you claim them. You take ownership over them too. These are my peanuts. <laughs> They're about to be mine though. Wait till this episode ends. I don't even remember what we were talking about now. <laughs> I don't either. See, that's what that's what happens. I get everybody off track. Yep. I like it. Always. <laughs> but this was an awesome conversation. I love that you kind of tied it back into food, nutrition, beauty industry, fashion, like it, it all kind of, we all go through those cycles, whether it be in any industry. And it's just important to take care of your mental health, share your journey, because I feel like that helps a lot. Yeah, don't and like, lie. Don't lie. <laughs> she said, don't lie. Do not lie. <laughs> we will, we will find out. We will find you <laughs> if you lie about your juice cleanse, like that you didn't eat a handful of peanuts, like Veronica tried to. I didn't try to. I did it. I did it. I didn't try to eat them. I did eat them. (laughs) I was like, you were trying to lie about them. They were probably the dark chocolate. I I said, were "Were they salted? And she was like, no. And I was like, bet. I bet they were. They were not salted. They were in a little baggie. I found them in the bottom of my drawer. I was like scrounging. All right. I want to see the wrapper. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I am kidding. God. See, I I try and keep Veronica's stuff She's why I'm mentally unstable. (laughs) Blame it on me. Renee is the reason why I have issues. Oh my gosh. I cannot. I love it. You guys balance each other out. Yes. Balance. (laughs) That's the name of this episode. Um, but thank you so much for coming on, Corinne. Yeah, we thank you. Thanks are for just, having me. This was so oh, much fun. This was Seriously. amazing. I'm so glad that we can have guests now. You were a perfect first guest. We should have you back and we can, I feel like we can dive into any of these topics like at greater lengths. Oh my God. If we didn't sure. run out of time here. Would love to. For sure. Awesome. So tell everybody where to find you and um, all about your your YouTube, Instagram, all those things. Yeah. So you can find me um, for my Instagram. It's at Corinne Brown underscore fit. Um, and then you can find me on YouTube under if you type in strong bond. My mom and I have a YouTube channel together and we talk about all things sustainably sustainable health and fitness and I think I have a, oh, and I have a Facebook group too. Um, if you just type in commit to be fit, I know it's three different things, which is annoying, but if you type in commit to be fit, you could be a part of my private Facebook group too. Adding that in right after this. Same. <laughs> and I need I to. I have live workouts starting on Saturday. Oh my gosh. Wait, oh my I'm God. so doing it. Are you doing it too? Um, I, I already work set on my Saturdays. <laughs> Dang it. We'll do Dang it in it. the do well, it You in can the always do the salon. replay too. I will. <laughs> you have to send it to me because I don't have Facebook. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much, Corinne. And then I was just going to say that we are going to be linking all of those (laughs) places to find Corinne in the show notes. That's all. All right. That wraps up another episode. As always, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and maybe even share with a friend. You can follow us at Bold Type Podcast on Instagram. And we're going to leave you with our email too, because we would love to have any questions, feedback, or really anything you want to hear on the next episode sent over to us. So the email is boldtypepodcast at gmail.com. See ya.